The following program deals with military and veteran issues. All comments and opinions expressed on this show are those who made them. They do not reflect the opinions of the Church of Satan or Radio Free Satan. So on with the show. Welcome to the official Infernal Legion podcast. I am your host, Warlock Jeff Bowling, commander of the Infernal Legion. And with me, as always, is my cat, Charlie, who is trying to eat my ankles right now. Also joining me is our producer, communications officer for the Infernal Legion, Warlock Jeff Ivans. Jeff, how the hell are you, man? I'm doing good. <laughs> you sound good. Are you high right now? Uh, no. <laughs> no, I've got... I've been working on my computers and finally got them all set up. Oh, nice. It's yeah. small victories, right? Oh, yes. <laughs> all right, and joining us this uh, this month is uh, a different voice. Some of you will be familiar with him because he has been on the show before, but it is none other than the vice commander of the Infernal Legion, Warlock Rick Kohlmeyer. Rick, how the fuck are you doing, man? I'm fucking alive and kicking. Yeah. <laughs> Hanging in there, so yeah. Worse. <laughs> well, that's great, man. So we're doing something a little different this month than uh, than we've done in, in past months. Uh, ordinarily, this would be a Wicked Warrior of the Month episode, uh, but we decided to focus on a different uh, topic, and we're going to get into that in just a minute, and the reasons why Rick is here. But before we do that, I want to encourage all of our listening audience to go out right now and spend fifty dollars to pick up Magistra Templi Rex. Blanche Barton, her new book, We Are Satanists, is a fantastic book. It's about, uh, what is it, about 750 pages long, something like that? Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Packed full of information. Uh, Obviously, it's the quote-unquote follow-up book to The Church of Satan, which was released in 1990. Uh, But it is so much bigger and has so much more going on. And being an honorary legionnaire, Magister Barton even gave a shout-out to the Infernal Legion of that book. So make sure you guys check that one out. While we're talking about books, I also want to encourage everyone to go over to underworldamusements.com and check out their new version of Might is Right by Ragnar Redbeard. It is a fantastic, stunning book that actually has a page from the original 1927 printing of Might is Right inserted into the book. So I highly recommend that everyone go out there and check that out. And if you're curious what the hell the Infernal Legion is, and you shouldn't be because you're listening to the show, make sure you visit www.infernallegion.org. I think that checks the block for all our sponsors, guys. What do you think? Uh, what about our show host? <laughs> what about uh, coffee and bourbon that makes us all move? Yes. <laughs> Just don't forget to mention here Radio Free Satan. Oh, yeah. Yeah, well, that comes later in the show. But definitely check out all the fantastic programs right here on our host, Radio Free Satan. So this month, we are going to have a long conversation and get to know the man behind the brand new Warlock Emporium that is out right now. Uh, This is a, a very interesting uh, shop, and I'm very interested in it. And of course, I'm sure you're wondering why the hell are we interviewing this guy on a veteran podcast? Well, earlier this week, uh, 
Rick Kohlmeyer informed me that the Warlock Emporium is offering a 10% military discount for active duty and veterans. So we'll, of course, let the owner of the Warlock Emporium speak more on that. And without further ado, please welcome Jerry Dennis. How are you, sir? I'm doing fantastic. I'm just very happy to be here. And uh, like I said, still recovering from my trip back from Las Vegas now that the borders are somewhat open. It was uh, kind of great to come down and see some of my U.S. Uh, satanic buddies. Nice. Very cool. Las Vegas. Did you win any money? Uh, no. <laughs> did, did you lose any money? Definitely. That's what happens awesome. when you lost wages. Right. <laughs> that is outstanding. So, uh, like I said, we're going to do things a little bit differently here. Warlock Rick Kohlmeyer, Vice Commander of the Infernal Legion, is going to take over this interview, and he's going to help us all get to know Jerry Dennis and what the Warlock Emporium is all about. So, Rick, take it away, brother. Thank you, Commander. Uh, uh, Commander's already introduced Jerry, so we'll go ahead and uh, get on. Uh, how you been doing You know, since you got back from Vegas? Uh, you know what? Not uh, not too bad. Getting back into the country was a bit of a hellhole. We had the COVID tested three times, <laughs> and so we wouldn't have to go into quarantine. We had to actually get um, a full PCR molecular test in Las Vegas before we got on the point. So we got through customs, and they ushered us off to get another test. And then when we landed in Vancouver, they gave us a home test kit that we have to mail in within three days <laughs> of us returning. So wow. a thousand covid <laughs> later i am home <laughs> it uh, sounds like canada's on top of it there <laughs> <laughs> so you yep. definitely don't have covid is what you're telling <laughs> no, i'm a four-time negative <laughs> nice. well, three tests no false positives something's wrong there <laughs> but, COVID, i could have other things but <laughs> well i mean was it as bad as uh sorry, sorry i didn't mean to cut you off there jerry now it's okay. Was uh, uh, was all your COVID stuff as bad as your uh, uh, visit to a couple bars there in Vegas? <laughs> no, the, the test actually worked out bad. It was a whole poke into the brain. Now, those are the fun ones. But yeah, so I, was, I was still laughing about uh, what you were talking about Sunday with your vests and stuff <laughs> out there in Vegas. Uh, but, <laughs> see. Yeah. We're not allowed to walk into any bars or concert with our warlock. Uh, <laughs> starting to cut out a little bit there, Jerry. Can you hear me now? Yeah, that's better. But so uh, before we get on to the warlock emporium and stuff, let's get to know a little bit more about you. Um, how long have you been a Satanist? I have been a Saint Nister since uh, 1992, uh, but I've been a registered uh, member uh, for the past six years and a uh, first-degree active member for the last uh, three years. Very good. Time, long time. I was saying if Dwayne were here right now, he would ask if you remember what your joke was on your active application. <laughs> yeah, it's very important. We're collecting this for posterity. Oh, my God. It, it was a long-winded one. <laughs> I could tell it was. Is it worth listening to? Uh, well, I don't know. That's, I guess, up to interpretation. I <laughs> said <laughs> maybe we'll get back to swing back around to that here in a little while. Uh, you know, uh, 
how did you discover Satanism? Well, as you as you well know, uh, I was raised in a very hardcore Catholic uh, environment, which is um, you know kind of flabbergasting because my parents were atheists to begin with, but I was forced to go to Sunday school and the whippings with the belt and the snaps of the ruler. So, you know, at 12 years old, I met uh, I met this guy. Um, in Victoria, he was a big headbanger, got me into Iron Maiden. First album I ever heard was Number of the Beast. And uh, his father had a copy of the Satanic Bible. And he's like, oh, you got to check this shit out, man. you got to read this. And I read it, and I'm like, oh, this is cool. But you're 12 years old. You're raised in a Catholic environment. You know, you, you at that point in time, you're hoping there actually is an Antichrist. When I first read it, I'm like, oh, now I'm disappointed, right? There's a... <laughs> There's no devil hanging around. Um, but then when I got to 1992, uh, and I was a little more mature, and both of my parents had actually passed away um, about two years prior to that, basically left me nothing. I re-picked up that book, and I can honestly say that that book has, uh, has saved my life. I mean, it's kept me completely level, you know, with nothing left to me. I've had to earn everything that I've ever come across, everything that I've ever achieved. Um, and I, I owe it all to Satanism and the uh, Satanic Bible, you know. I mean, there's no God, so nobody was going to hand this shit to me. You know, I had to go out and do it myself. And uh, just the individuality uh, of the religion and stratification was extremely uh, appealing because nobody was going to tell me what to do. Um, and I certainly wasn't going to be told that I'm an equal with little Joe Bob playing video games in mom's basement at 35 years old when I'm out there, you know, managing a hundred people and so on and so forth. It just wasn't going to happen. So uh, for me, it was just the absolute perfect fit. Yeah. So it definitely sounds like you uh, took Satanism and ran with it in your life. Oh, yeah. You know, I, I've got to know you a little bit uh, since I first started talking with you in December and uh, you definitely lead a very satanic lifestyle every day and everything that you do. Um, you know, aside from, you know, the philosophy that's uh, inside the Satanic Bible that, uh, you know, we all read and relate to, uh, what else uh, about our religion appeals to you in your everyday life? It, it really does still come down to the, the individuality and stratification. I want to be elite. Um, you know, I want to be in control of my destiny and everything that's going on. Uh, you know, around me, the lesser magic aspects of it, the greater magic aspects of it. I mean, to be honest with you, everything that I've achieved, I've achieved through lesser magic, right? It's taught me, well, first of all, I, I, I'm a student of psychology. Um, and this really does have a lot of psychological profiles within the philosophy. And the one great thing about it is it allows me to understand what motivates people, what their strengths and their weaknesses are, and then that allows me to use that to my benefit to get the results that I'm looking for and to get myself um, ahead. And sometimes not in a bad way. Sometimes I come across people that have the potential to be true leaders and I will work with them and I will help them become leaders. Um, but really, you look at all that and I, I completely live by the satanic sins. Like stupidity should be painful. And when I do something stupid <laughs> and it hurts, I learn and I don't do it again. Uh, you know, pretentiousness. I hate pretentious people. I, you know, and in my life, in my world, there's no room for pretentiousness. If you're going to talk the talk, then you better be able to walk the walk. And this whole philosophy teaches 
um, all of that. And I've taken all of that away in everything that I do. I really, I really like what you said about uh, I want to be elite. I think that's a that's a really important point there because so many people they they read the language uh, of the Satanic Bible and and the Doctor's other writings and all the other stuff surrounding it. Um, and they think like, oh, alien elite, uh, be your own god, stuff like that. They they just they claim it and they go like, I'm alien elite or I am my own god, and they don't realize that it's a it's a process you have to work for in your life. You're constantly striving to keep yourself above that level and raise the bar on yourself for the next time around. So I like the way you put that. Thank you. Those that word. As I they're sitting here listening to all of it, it uh, I had to actually chuckle, you know, about what brought you to Satanism. Because it, uh, it's, it's a story I know I've heard, and it's actually my story as well, because the Catholic Church, I think, creates more Satanists than anything else. <laughs> well, I'm a firm believer. If you truly read that Bible, like Cardone said, you're just done. <laughs> <laughs> and it's the biggest fairy tale there is, and some of the crap that's in there is just so freaking stupid. <laughs> oh, it drove me insane having to read that and getting my knuckles smacked and being yeah. told I'm not worthy and... It's like, you know what, fuck you. <laughs> but, yeah, I'd say, the, uh, as far as your active membership, what was it, you know, that made you want to step up above just being a registered member? Uh, you know what, I really wanted to showcase uh, my abilities to an organization that uh, would appreciate somebody who's trying to become elite, um, because it's a thankless world to begin with. And I wanted to also put myself out there to, you know, help, um, advance the organization from an elite status, and and that's essentially it. And you know, and everybody wants to be known. I mean, everybody wants to be known. And inside your own little bubble, and you're working, you're not really known. But becoming part of a great organization like this, meeting other like-minded um, saintness, and helping to advance it through you know basically knowledge and education, and continuing to strive uh, to be elite. Um, you know, study, not worship. It, it, it was something that just appealed to me. And it became after three years, I'm like, no, nah, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. So I took every certificate, every award I've ever done, every achievement I've ever done. I scanned it all <laughs> and I sent it in with uh, my application. And I was lucky. I didn't have to wait the whole year. It came back within uh, six months. Yeah, it always is that long wait, though, after you send it out. As soon as you put it in the mailbox, it already feels like it's been a year. <laughs> <laughs> See, I got lucky because I, I sent mine out went to basic training, so I didn't have time to worry about where it was before I got back. <laughs> yeah, so I, the registered one, that one was quick and easy, but my active, I say, because people had to talk me into sending my active application in because I didn't think I would get it, you know, which uh, you guys know my story. We've discussed it before. It, that, until uh, uh, High Priestess Nadramia reached out to me to confirm my address for my active application or my uh, active membership packet that was the longest 10 months of my life <laughs> but now as far as satanism i know here in the states we have you know obviously the church of satan and we have all kinds of other little insane sects that are trying to create their own little images um how how is satanism in canada is there, you know, a, 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 a decent following up there, people that you know, or? You know what? I don't know anybody from the Church of Satan in, in Canada, first of all, but uh, I know, and this is going to piss a lot of people off, but the PST is very prevalent back east, especially in Ottawa. 
um, and Ontario, Victoria, where I'm from, used to be known as the satanic capital of Canada. But that's a false dichotomy because really that came about because of the book Michelle Remembers, uh, which took place in Victoria and all that shit. That that's was. right. I forgot yeah. about that. So we became nationally known as the satanic capital, but I've not yet ever met uh, one person that's come out and said, I'm a Satanist. Now, I do have a gentleman that works for me that comes in and he wears the Church of Satan logo and all kinds of other stuff. He's one of my best performers, but the one thing you don't do in work, obviously, especially in the position I'm in, is discuss religion and politics, uh, because that can have a falling out of epic uh, proportions. But yeah, sorry to answer to your question. I'm sure it's here, but I think it's it's a lot more underground. It's not talked about, um, but there is a tolerance for it. You know, some of the people that know that I'm a Satanist are very, oh, well, that's interesting. You have books I can read? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, my wife, who's not a Satanist, is proud of what I am and brags about it at work. I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> Telling people I may not want to know, uh, you know, what I am, but they all embrace it. They're like, oh, that's so cool. They come over and like I always say, if you get to know me, you're going to find out I'm one of the nicest guys in the world. So who cares if I'm a Satanist or whatever the hell I am? I'm a nice guy, and I'm successful, and that should be the bottom line. Yeah, so you definitely got the nice guy part down. Yeah, so, <laughs> it sounded like he has the successful part down, too. When we get to that part here in a little bit when I'm talking to him, I'm going to feel ashamed. But he's a little bit older than me, and he's a hell of a lot more successful. But... <laughs> Yeah, I don't know about that, man. I don't know about that. <laughs> you actually were starting to answer another question because I was going to ask how Canada is as far as, as alternative religions. Because I, I know you guys right now are having a huge problem up there with the Catholic Church. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. oh do yeah. tell. I missed the memo about this, Lou? Yeah, I, mean, I completely missed the memo on this one. Tell me okay, about Jerry. It. So what's been happening is the Catholic Church ran a bunch of uh, Catholic schools throughout Canada. And from the 1960s on until about uh, mid-1990s, these Catholic uh, teachers and priests were accosting um, Indigenous children, forcing them away from their families to bring them into these schools, basically stripped them of their language and their culture, but whipped them, you know, sodomized them, mentally abused them, but what's happening now is they've found thousands and thousands of unmarked graves of children that they murdered over the years under the ground, and it's become a huge thing. So now they're going around with all these machines, and they're basically finding that every Catholic school that was run in Canada has a whole bunch of unmarked graves where these Indigenous children were, were killed and basically buried um, unknown. The Pope refuses to apologize. He comes out and says that that's not the way, uh, you know, we need to go. But there's people here that are Catholic that are renouncing their religion, uh, saying, you know, I can't... Wow. Oh, it's... If you Google it, it's absolutely atrocious. It'll blow you away. It's, wow. It's crazy. I, I had no idea. That's insane. So bad. So wow. bad. And then they blame us. <laughs> right, yeah, of course. <laughs> It obviously must have been Satanists, right? Because yeah. right, <laughs> the Catholics have raped more kids and killed more people than you can shoot a stick of. <laughs> wow! All yeah. right, continue uh, on. 
Yes, that was definitely an insane story. It, uh, Jerry brought that up a few weeks ago in another meeting that uh, we have every couple of weeks. But, um, you know, about yourself, Jerry, um, you mentioned a wife. How long have you been married? Uh, I've been with Nadine for uh, for six years now. Actually, we celebrated our sixth anniversary when we were in Las Vegas. Um, and prior to that, I was uh, married once, but we won't talk about that because <laughs> that didn't end very well. Um, but yeah, done that. I think all of us haven't. <laughs> well, yeah, I've been divorced once. <laughs> I have two divorces to me, to my name. Yeah, I got two. Yeah, and just yes, I. Uh, <laughs> yes. Yeah, well, if you're in the military and did any time in there, you have a divorce. <laughs> yeah, at some point, you can't make uh, you can't make E six without at least one divorce under your belt. <laughs> okay. You know, and it's like if if you're in the Navy after you make E six, you get through that divorce. That's when you figure out, okay, I gotta get a fat, ugly one if I'm going back out to sea. So. <laughs> <laughs> fat chicks need love too. That's true. They, they do. That's true. <laughs> you know what? Hey, I like to know I'm in bed with a woman. Say, <laughs> so have all the curves you want, ma'am. Just not now, be smothered. What was that? Just not be smothered by one. <laughs> it's like, get off, get off. <laughs> so, uh, any children running around the house? Uh, yeah, my wife actually has two. I've got two, but mine are uh, growing up now, 26 and uh, 18, and they live on their own now, so... That's great, but we have one 17-year-old uh, boy in the house with us right now, and uh, he's actually about to get his driver's license this Thursday, so that could be a good thing. could be a scary thing as well, but he's a very mature, very responsible uh, kid, bought his car by himself, um, but yeah, we're just about empty nesters. We're so close. Outstanding. Say, that's actually a great feeling when you get to that point. I, I'm 99% there. <laughs> Yeah, you keep moving grandchildren in. That's why. <laughs> as I say, I say, I still have one. She's she'll be thirteen this year, but all the rest of them are adults and they're gone. Nice. Right. So, yeah, so and we got the grandkids. But now, uh, Jerry, I know you yourself have never served in the military. Do you have any family members that are in or have served? Yeah, you know what? Uh, three of uh, four of my family members were in the military. My father. And uh, two of my three sisters were in uh, the military. And, uh, yeah, you know what? I don't know why I didn't go down that uh, path. I probably, looking back now, I probably would have gone and served a couple of years for sure. Uh, but, you know what? Sometimes our paths lead us in a, in a different direction. But, uh, you know, I think that's also what's helped me survive as long as I have, right? Their discipline and their, their lessons and, uh, you know, the things I could take away. Uh, what uh, what did they serve in up there? It uh, and they weren't in the navy. My father wanted to be in the air force, but his eyesight uh, wasn't good enough. But he retired a uh, chief warrant officer, and uh, my sister just recently retired a uh, master uh, warrant officer. My other sister didn't go that far because she ended up uh, marrying a, um, a commanding officer, so she had to step away from the military, and she was still uh, in in the military, but. You know, it's kind of funny because they've also married uh, military men all of their life as well. So, you know, both of them are in the so, so you really are kind of like the uh, the odd duck in the family. Have, Everyone's got some sure. kind of military connection. <laughs> Me and one sister. Yeah. <laughs> Black sheep. So, so you, you have, have, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I'll go. 
No, I was going to say, how many sisters do you have? I have three, and I'm by far the youngest. No. At 51. Uh, my youngest sister is 65 now, and then one is 67, and one's almost 70. Good grief. Uh, yeah. Yeah, father was married twice. It was my real mother, my real father. Um, but, yeah, they were already well-grown when, uh, you know, my father remarried. And you said then, your father was in the was in the military as well, right? He was. Yeah. Uh, see, another another one had a divorce. <laughs> yeah. Sure did. Well, I'll tell you what, Jerry. Uh, uh, thanks for joining us. I just want to hang out for just a quick second because we need to take a break and uh, let everyone know about the wonderful shows here on Radio Free Satan. So stay tuned, folks, and we'll be right back with Jerry Dennis of the Warlock Emporium. In 1966, Anton LaVey created the Church of Satan marking the beginning of the Age of Fire and Year One Anno Satanus. In 1969, he published The Satanic Bible, codifying Satanism as a religion, the first time it's been done in human history. In the name of Satan, ruler of the earth, king of hell, come forth from the pit, bestow the blessings of hell upon us. For we are your children, and we invoke thee this night. In 2001, I was appointed High Priest of the Church of Satan. In 2007, I published the Satanic Scriptures, further defining and expanding on Satanic philosophy and greater magic ritual. Hail Satan, full of might! Our allegiance is with thee! Cursed are they! The God adorers! Of the, of the worshippers of the Nazarene eunuch. For the past 50 years, the Church of Satan has stood as the sole organization to define and defend Satanism as a religion. And though pretenders to the infernal throne have come and gone, we have stood the test of time and will into the future. Visit churchofsatan.com for more information and read the Satanic Bible and the Satanic Scriptures. Knowledge is the solution for ignorance. Hail Satan! This is Reverend Gene, the host of Voxatane, exclusively on Radio Free Satan. Join me every week as we indulge in the classical side of music spanning the past 1,000 years. Voxatane has already featured over 700 composers covering medieval, Baroque, classical, romantic, and contemporary music, including chant, choral, opera, keyboard, and orchestral music, with composers ranging from Gluck to Gilmore, Bach to Bellevance, Talis to Taverner, and Paganini to Pert. Get your weekly recommended dose of classical music right here on Voxatane, only on Radio Free Satan, with me, Reverend Jean. Hail Satan! I used to flip through one television station after another, disgusted by what was supposed to pass for comedy. Seeing all of those terrible, predictable comedians made me sad, and it made me shake in my seat. I thought it was the early signs of restless leg syndrome combined with clinical depression. So I went to see my doctor. It turned out that I just needed to listen to better comedy. 
That's when my doctor recommended The Devil's Mischief on Radio Free Satan. The Devil's Mischief is a one-hour dosage of comedy and novelty that's made for you, not for the masses. After a decade of biased research, The Devil's Mischief has been clinically proven to be effective at inducing laughter and whimsical feelings in many listeners. I can finally laugh again. You don't need a prescription to listen to The Devil's Mischief. You don't even need to visit a pharmacy. That's because The Devil's Mischief is not a pill. It's not a syrup. It's not a spray, a cream, or even a suppository. It's a podcast. All I need is a connection to the internet. To learn all you need to know to listen to The Devil's Mischief, visit the official website, devilsmischief.com. Whether you like to listen to podcasts in your web browser, download an episode directly, or subscribe to podcasts with iTunes, The Devil's Mischief can help. Side effects may include side splitting, gut busting, knee slaps, and slapstick. Some listeners have reported being in stitches with gags or finding it to be a riot. Do not listen to The Devil's Mischief while drinking a beverage. Ask your doctor if The Devil's Mischief is right for you. Or don't. Why should you have to pay that stupid copay for a doctor's visit? Listen to The Devil's Mischief on RadioFreeSatan.com. Come with me, Warlock Jeff Ivins, for a time trip back to the 1980s on the Metro. I play synth pop and other hits from the decades of indulgence, only on RadioFreeSatan.com. Attention iTunes users, if you like this show and other programs from Radio Free Satan, then please take a moment to look us up on iTunes to rate and comment on the program. You can also do the same on Stitcher.com. Look up this program on Stitcher.com, rate it, and give us a review. And that's if you like the show, of course, you know, that you want to give it five stars and a good review, not, you know, give it one star and say a bunch of mean things. But hey, if you want to do that, then I'm sure there are a bunch of Christian podcasts on iTunes that you could do that on. Anyway, thank you for your support of RadioFreeSatan.com. And now back to the program. Welcome back to the official Infernal Legion podcast, where we are joined by Jerry Dennis, the owner of the Warlock Emporium. And before the break, we were talking about uh, your family and their relationship to the military. Uh, Do you have anything else to add to that? Uh, you know that that that's about it. Um, you know they they all retired very very successful. My one brother in law, I guess, would be the claim to fame. He was a tank commander and he served over in Afghanistan for a little while, and then oh, after yeah. He retired, yeah, he became um, uh, the chief of police for downtown Victoria. So still very nice. much in enforcement. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, good for him. I'll say at least you have a friend in a high place there. <laughs> Every time he walks into my store, he's like, "That guy's a thief. You want me to kick him out?" That guy's known. That guy's known. Like he knows everyone. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of store, you know, I'll say that, get on to the next. You know, uh, what is it you do up there all day in Canada? Well, right now I'm uh, the store manager of a uh, Best Buy location, one of the highest volume. Uh, Best Buy locations in Western Canada, it's about uh, 40, 40 million in sales. Um, but yeah, I've been with Best Buy for two and a half years in this uh, particular location after I left uh, Staples after a long, 
uh, a long career. But yeah, no, I've, I've got a hundred people that I manage. I've got other five. I've got five managers uh, that work for me that are in constant uh, development as well. But it's been a nice transition. You know, it's a, it's a good company. They look after me. They pay me well. Um, I can do my own thing, like I always like to do. And uh, to this point, it's been uh, fairly rewarding. I say it. Uh, funny, you you work for Best Buy, and they're one of my biggest enemies because they're always trying to steal my customers. <laughs> but as a, uh, um, as far as Staples, what did you do there? I was also a store manager there. So um, it's kind of funny because after my parents uh, passed away and I really took on uh, the satanic Bible and Satanism, um, I put myself through uh, business school, uh, got myself a master's degree in business, and uh, basically coming right out of there, uh, I was hired right into Zellers as a, as a sales manager and Staples recruited me from uh, from that organization and I spent uh, 20 years with them. And they, they were an amazing company too for the longest uh, time. I got to experience all kinds of different things, global conferences with the whole world conglomerate getting together in Las Vegas to party, uh, which is really cool. I opened up a lot of stores for them across Canada as well. So I, I got to live in different communities for uh, different periods of time. But, uh, you know, after 20 years, they, they sold the company to a private equity firm, and uh, we all started to leave in a mass exodus, and I was just lucky enough to uh, land another job right away with uh, with Best Buy. And, yeah, as you say, the rest is history. <laughs> and, uh, you know, with Best Buy, it, uh, is uh, Canada being hit? Uh, they're the Best Buy stores being hit like America's are because of Amazon and the online world? You know, it's it's kind of funny that you mention that because, um, you know, since the pandemic hit, um, a lot of our sales have moved to online. But in terms of overall profitability and four-wall sales, we're still, you know, pumping um, two years ago's numbers. So, the pandemic has almost been good for us because the government is buying all this technology. People that were trapped at home are buying this technology. And now the world is kind of getting back to normal. The people who couldn't come out and shop on a regular basis are just uh, flooding the store. So if you follow Best Buy stock prices, our stock prices continue to, uh, uh, to rise. There's no doubt there is pressure uh, from Amazon and some of those uh, companies there, but uh, we still have a very big, online presence and i don't know what they're like in the u.s but in canada five years in a row now we've been uh, listed as one of uh, canada's best employers uh, based on all kinds of different reviews and categories and, and whatnot so uh, still holding up fairly strong out here for sure mm, good to hear as a job security well you're never secure in retail as i found out doesn't matter how good you are you're always replaceable <laughs> <laughs> that's true <laughs> no I mean uh, from conversations I've had with you in private I don't think that's a uh, anything you need to worry about <laughs> now say so when you're not working you know, what do you like to do uh, with your personal time oh my goodness um, well, I love to travel I'm an avid traveler I've been uh, all over the world that's probably one of my favorite things to do but I'm a concert goer that's my number one passion and I've gone through great lengths to see Iron Maiden all over the world. Uh, Stockholm, Sweden. I've met all kinds of great friends to the fan club. I've flown on Bruce Dickinson's plane. I've stood on their stage in uh, Stockholm, Sweden. Um, but yeah, I go to see as many 
concerts as I can. And because I love music so much, of course, I play the bass guitar. Uh, goes without saying, so I love that. And then I'm an avid hockey player. So, you know, I used to play hockey at a high level, junior hockey. I was scouted by the Kamloops uh, Blazers of the WHL, but um, in the end, I decided to get into business and go that way because they were telling me I needed to cut my hair. I couldn't have girls. It was a distraction to hockey, and I'm like, fuck that. I can't have girls. Organization is this. That's not happening. So, I'm sure you don't want to lose any teeth. I... No, exactly. <laughs> so that, uh, yeah, I got out of that racket, but it's like uh, Magister Robert Johnson said, guys need to do shit, so I'm always doing shit. <laughs> and I never That's very true. That's very true. Men, men need to stay active or they get weird. <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. You know, and it's like you, have de- you definitely have great taste in music. Iron Maiden is the greatest band of all time. <laughs> sure. <laughs> uh, so you said you like to travel a lot. Um, where would you say, like, your uh, what's the, the best hidden gem outside of Canada and the United States that, that you recommend? You know what? I, I, I'm going to say Egypt. Um, all right. You know, I've been all over Germany. I've been all over England, Belgium, and Sweden. Uh, but I would have to say Egypt was a very pleasant surprise. We went the year before the pandemic hit. Mm. Um, my wife was fearful. You know, she was fearful she was going to go over there and get beat. Uh, once, we, once we got over there, everybody was just so beautiful. And the history, our tour guide was a natural uh, Egypt help. So... Um, you know, we got to see just some phenomenal stuff. The whole trip down the Nile, being inside the pyramids, you know, seeing them on TV is one thing. Standing beside them is a completely, you know, mm. but in terms of genuine people, they are so genuine over there. They love you. They treat you like kings and queens because tourism's everything, and they know the troubles that, you know, that country attracts for the years. But, you know, right. but, you get a chance to go get cheap. So cheap. Very cool. Egypt. You heard it from the man himself. That's definitely on my bucket list. Yeah, gotta go. <laughs> Egypt and uh, Rome. Yeah. Yeah, I'd, I'd love to go to Rome. <laughs> and on one of these days, I'd love to go tour China. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Jeff is over here just shaking his head vigorously. No, I can't go. <laughs> oh, I have been to Hong Kong. Hong Kong is nice. Hong Kong is nice. Well, it was nice. I don't know if it's nice anymore. No. <laughs> what you have to up, uh, number 43? What was that, Rick? I said, what did he have for supper? Number 43? Yeah. <laughs> With a side of COVID. <laughs> you know, it... Uh, now we've gotten through uh, all the fun stuff, got to know you a little bit, Jerry. Um, I first, uh, I was lucky enough to get to uh, meet you uh, this last December, well, meet you online. Uh, you, you and I have uh, been a part of Magister Johnson's Warlock Academy, uh, which was the, uh, it, it's been a great asset in both of our lives. I've watched it help both of us as well as uh, some other gentlemen that we're with, but that was the springboard that uh, launched the Warlock Emporium for you. Correct. You know, it, and w- what was it about the uh, Academy, Magister Johnson, etc., that made you want to do this? It, uh, you know, when we discussed, 
some of the things that we wanted to achieve in life and, uh, you know, what kinds of things are holding us back. Um, and we talked about fear and I talked about, you know, I've always wanted to have my own business on top of what I'm doing to kind of supplement my income, retire early, but what's held me back is fear. And, uh, you know, just some of the things, I mean, obviously we can't talk a lot about it here, but, um, you know, the things that I've learned there got me out of that shadow, uh, so to speak. And of course, he's obviously been extremely influential. Um, I've needed his permission and licensing, of course, to do it. Um, but yeah, you know what? I just faced the fear. I followed my passion. I did the satanic thing and uh, I went about it. And lo and behold, here we have the Warlock Emporium. Don't know how perfect it is yet. It's always a work in progress, but uh, you know, it's been very rewarding to this point in time. And some of the people that I've met and got to talk to through it, some of the feedback I've received has uh, been overwhelmingly positive. Yeah. The uh, Emporium itself, you know, because I, I've watched it go from an idea to what it is today online. You know, and I, I also have several products that I've purchased from there. The silver jewelry is absolutely phenomenal. You know, uh, what avenues did you take to discover the, the quality of products that you have? You know, it's been a really rewarding process, to to be honest with you. I've taken my business acumen, the things that I've known, how to reach out to manufacturers and buyers just through my past experience. And uh, it took a long time. Like, I think, I don't know how many times we moved the launch date uh, because I wanted better. And I kept sourcing manufacturers and meeting with them uh, through Zoom. But it was quite the process. You know, I'm going to say it, and I hate to say it, I would love to have manufacturers all over Canada and the United States, but it's too costly to produce. And because you're relatively unknown, you don't get the cost breaks that you need, but you go to China and oh boy, (laughs) you know, you can make great quality products there for next to nothing. But that's not to say that I don't have manufacturers all over the world. I have some in Canada, the United States, uh, Italy, um, China, of course, And I wanted to do something different than all the other websites that are out there. I mean, we can beat jewelry to death, but I wanted to kind of come up with some kitschy ideas and sell products that more target, you know, professional men from the ages of, you know, maybe 25 all the way up to however however far you want to go. And to me, it represented the gentleman's club. And what do gentlemen do in a gentleman's club? They smoke cigars, they drink whiskey, they drink wine, they talk about women, they wear nice dress clothes, they wear nice polo shirts and suits and whatnot. So I really kind of targeted that aspect of it, and I was able to land, um, you know, almost Calvin Klein quality dress uh, shirts, and I was able to land a pretty good deal uh, with that, of course. And, uh, you know, I'm still trying to source better deals, too, because I want to reduce the cost so I can bring down the price for people that are paying. But the other thing that I did was I did everything in Canadian dollars because our dollar is so weak, it's more enticing uh, to the American customer. And 80% of my business comes from the United States. So, you know, a ring like this, I sell for, can you see it? You know, 259 U.S., and a ring that quality is being sold already for 259 uh, U.S. dollars. Sorry, I'm at 259 Canadian. I'm selling it for when they're retailing for 259 U.S. Um, basically everywhere that I've sourced. And, you know, I've done a lot of market research. I've taken a look at what the competition is doing out there. Um, but you've also got to factor in importing all this stuff. You've got to factor in transportation. 
delivery and that all impacts the price as well. So um, it has really been a, a humongous learning curve and I've made a ton of mistakes along the way and I've corrected as many as I can. I've taken you know, very valuable feedback and I've tried to improve uh, based on that, but it's going to continue to evolve. It's going to continue to evolve. Right, like all, all small businesses do. Yeah. I mean, there's there's no no one has ever started a business and got it right from day one. No, no. Not even Jeff Bezos. So. No. <laughs> you know. um, no. But I, I want to, if we can, just go back in time real quick. And uh, I, I, I know you told us why you wanted to start a secondary business, but what was it about um, Warlocks and Magister Johnson's uh, iconography that attracted you to do this project, to, to do this as a side project? It just, the, the whole thing spoke to me. And, you know, I really wanted to start a Titanic online store, but, I mean, the market is that. You probably bought it. Feedback there. We've already got uh, Satan Me with Floss, uh, which is a phenomenal store, and I've got a lot of stuff. You've got Rabid Crow. Um, you know, you've got uh, lots of things on. It would have been more difficult to compete with people that are well established uh, in that market. So, in talking to Pop Johnson, he's like, "Well, I own the rights to this logo and the entire thing. Why don't we go into business together? I want to get Warlock." logo out there be well well known you've got the business sense to do it and i've got the connections and the network to make it happen and i'm like wow what a great fit <laughs> that's very and, cool yeah, yeah. And so i really, assume that on the emporium you're, you're going to be selling the satanic warlock well it is being sold on there. okay <laughs> and, and autographed copies and out of print hard copies uh, as well <laughs> Uh, that were on there, so yeah, <laughs> as well as his website. I say, have you even uh, looked at it yet, Lou? The Satanic Warlock? No, the uh, Warlock Emporium. I did. I glanced it over before we had this uh, this interview. I hate to I hate to sound like that, Jerry, but I've I've actually been really busy the last couple of months. So uh, I, I just, I had, when I had a chance to look it over, I did saw a lot of cool stuff, but I didn't really have a chance to dig into it and see what all you have to offer yet. No, that's yes. okay. Do what, Jerry? No, I said, that's totally okay. Yeah. It's uh, <laughs> <laughs> eventually everybody's going to get there. <laughs> yeah. So say it, the, you know, I, like I said, I can, uh, I can vouch for the sterling silver ring and the, uh, the uh, necklace pendant, as well as the cigar set that he has on there. It's a nice humidor. Comes with a little uh, stogie ashtray, a little travel pack. It comes with a uh, cutter. It was a great little kit. I don't I don't remember what I paid for it, but it, it was definitely worth the price. You know, and the uh, the the products you have on there, you know, it, it, you're trying to uh, appeal to what's left of, shall we say, real men or, you know, the men among men? Well, here we go. We got canceled. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. Yes. Men amongst uh, real men, which is why I'm offering the military discount too. You know, I've got family that are in the military. They should be honored. Whatever I get a military person coming to my Best Buy store, we don't offer a military program, but I get 
I just have the utmost respect for people that have served for both countries. Um, and I think that just needs to be rewarded. So choose a shop on my site, you'll get a discount. Oh, that was one of the reasons too, why, uh, when, when Rick brought the, uh, the idea of this, uh, to my attention, I, I was very happy to do it because, uh, Magister Johnson has always been a supporter of the Legion and what we're doing. And, uh, and, the few conversations that I've had with him, he's stressed the the idea, and I agree with him that the military, though it allows you know women to serve and whatnot, is is a probably one of the last purely masculine um, careers out yeah. there. <laughs> and uh, and I agree with that statement. And um, so, of course, if he's going to support us and talk highly of us, we're going to do the likewise for him and, and for you and for anyone who's involved in his projects. Thank you very much. Yeah, so because it definitely Magister Johnson, uh, it definitely is a huge supporter of masculinity because that's a discussion we had with him. And you know, unfortunately, in our society today, masculinity is dying. <laughs> yeah, that's an understatement. I know the generation coming up behind us, boy, we're in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> I say, uh, you know, luckily, you know, I, I don't know, I got 30, 40 years left, and I get to check out. So. <laughs> Now, as far as the uh, website itself, if uh, somebody is a military or a veteran, you know, is there anything they need to do to uh, get that discount? Do they need to get you their DD-214 or their military ID or anything like that? You bet, yeah. There's a link. Now you can see it. There's a pop-up. And uh, basically, you just email me your uh, credentials, and uh, that's it. Send you the link for payment, order your merchandise, and we're good to go. Outstanding. Nice and simple. Right. And and if you ever have any questions, obviously, about anyone and they're a part of the Legion, you can just ask Rick or I. We'll sort that out for you. (laughs) Go ahead, Rick. We have tabs on most of the uh, satanic military. Now, as far as your your products that you have on there now, Jerry, um, is there anything uh, new and upcoming in the future that uh, you know you want to make mention of? Yeah, I'm, I'm still sourcing a few other things. Like I'm sourcing a humidor that uh, has a lock on it, uh, which we discussed beforehand. I'm also looking at uh, branding a warlock card game. So a lot like those card games you see online, like the werewolf card game, things like that. You know, really kitschy, cool stuff that you can play uh, at a party. Uh, you know, of course, I'm doing different things with the pendants as well. We're creating a wide uh, cloison pendant. I'm also in the process of creating an American flag cloison warlock pendant and Canadian flag uh, cloison pendant as well to basically celebrate um, Independence Day, Canada Day, whatever you want to do. If you're a proud American, you can wear that to whatever event. Proud Canadian, you can wear that to whatever event. Um, and just do things that are different that I haven't seen out there in the market yet. I'm trying very hard not to copy other ideas because that's just a recipe for disaster right people recognize people are smart enough to recognize that this has been done repeatedly over and over so i'm always searching for something different uh to do so yeah if anybody's got any ideas pass me an email <laughs> that's cool. now do you have a you have a presence I, I know you have the website uh the uh, warlock emporium.com um but do you have like a social media presence too where people can get news updates and whatnot there is a uh, Facebook page, yeah, and I've got a web company that's kind of managing that, and they upload uh, different articles that I want them to upload, family articles, monthly right. basis, 
And uh, yeah, so I, I need to do more work with that for sure. And I'm going to create a LinkedIn profile as well, a business LinkedIn profile. Right. Now, the, those uh, things you're talking about on the social media sites, are they going to be the same articles that are being put onto the blog on the warlockemporium.com? No, completely different. And right now I'm just relying on uh, Magister Johnson uh, to give me the blogs to put up there. So that we're constantly promoting him and promoting the satanic uh, warlock. Excellent. It uh, the um, artwork, uh, which I see. I mean, you have a piece of it behind you there. Mm -hmm. you know, what uh, what struck you to come up with the canvas idea for the uh, with the warlock logo? It was very easy to uh, to source and uh, easy to produce. Uh, I'm still trying to source a metal one as well, too. Uh, circular, like, of course, my Baphomet, Church of Satan one, right behind me there on the wall. So I'm still looking to, to do things like that. But right now, the cost structure that I'm looking for is not quite there. Uh, but this stuff I can produce in many different sizes, many different qualities, um, and it still looks great. It looks great on my wall. I've got a bigger one upstairs in uh, my business office as well, too. Um, and it looks sharp. What was your – I'm curious. So you had this this concept to do this, and um, obviously you had to start somewhere. What was the very first thing you decided to produce, and why? The very first thing I, I, I started to produce was basically clothing because I could source it in uh, the United States uh, and in Canada and get a significant uh, discount. I knew the jewelry was going to take a lot longer because right. uh, the, the manufacturers in North America and Canada are not willing to give you a big price break when you to you. You know, right. you generate a certain amount of sales before they give you a cut. So, you know, you go overseas and you start sourcing manufacturers in China, they don't care how much you sell. You can, uh, <laughs> you can land a deal. Right. <laughs> Pretty quick. They just want the work. <laughs> they just want the work. Yeah, exactly. And they put whatever you want. So you can go back and redesign it and redesign it without, uh, you know, paying extra costs. You know, it, it was a pretty, pretty cool experience. It, you know, um, you know, aside from, you know, being in the academy and being around the logo and stuff, you know, what, was it you or Magister Johnson that uh, decided to do the Emporium online. No, he encouraged me to do it. He, he basically said, you've always wanted to run an online business. Um, you know, rather than sourcing different licensing agreements, I own the entire brand. You can have exclusive rights to it. If you want to create the business, I will stand behind you and we will come up with a partnership agreement and a licensing agreement. And then you can do whatever the heck you want with it. As long as you give me a sample, I approve it. Um, then you're good to go. So that's really what encouraged me. As soon as he said, you've got my backing, um, I'm like, okay, i got to do this. i got to do it. <laughs> and it's been fun. Definitely a great guy to partner with. Oh, he is, yeah. He's a phenomenal person. Yeah. He's also, I mean, and I'm sure both of you know this because of the Warlock Academy and whatnot, but he's also a very inspiring individual. If you have he more is. than a five-minute conversation with him, you're going to walk away with a nugget of wisdom. So. Oh, he is. He is. <laughs> You know, most of those guys, even Magus Gilmore, you know, Adam Cardone, all these people, yeah. phenomenal individuals. They always get a great inspiration from uh, all of them. Like you guys, I'm getting to meet more great people, too. Oh, shucks. 
<laughs> but truthfully, exactly. this has been a fantastic conversation. <laughs> and say, Magister Johnson, that uh, I, I get to chat with him privately occasionally, and then every two weeks we talk with him, and he, you're right, he's an absolutely phenomenal guy. And he, a nugget of wisdom, to try more like a, a dump truck. but well you know it that's all i had as far as you know questioning stuff with jerry you know uh the website's up you know so people can definitely go check out the warlockemporium.com um aside from products you know with that is there you know anything else people look forward to with this Ah, uh, you know, at this point in time, I'm banting about uh, the idea of offering advertising space. So if other companies or other people out there want to advertise this website on there, there'll be banner uh, space. So I'm playing around with that particular uh, idea right now, too. Uh, but outside of that, they can come on the site. They can check out uh, Magister Johnson's blogs. They're always insightful, uh, very informative. They can check out... Uh, the Facebook page and all the men's articles and men's health articles that uh, we're posting in there um, and take away some valuable information. It's all about advancing ourselves as humans and as men um, in general and bringing back that masculinity that we're lacking in the world today. I mean, it, it, it's terrible. <laughs> Very cool. Well, uh, Thank you so much for coming on the program. Uh, thank you for starting the Warlock Emporium. I, I, it sounds like it's going to be an incredible project moving forward. I can't wait to see what else comes out of it, and I'll certainly be ordering something from you soon. Uh, but I think most importantly, thank you for offering that military discount and for uh, uh, helping our little subsect of, uh, of the Church of Satan find uh, even more use out of something like this. You know, it's, it's really cool, and I... You're a really interesting individual. So uh, props to you for what you're doing and keep doing it, man. Definitely. Thank you very much. Thank you to you guys for everything that you've done for your country and North America in general by uh, by serving in the military. I, I really do salute you. It's uh, a big honor to get to meet uh, some more military folks and have a good conversation. No. All right. Well, I think that'll do it, ladies and gentlemen. So uh, until next time, if you're interested in the Infernal Legion, check out www.infernallegion.org. If you want to buy some cool manly swag, head over to the uh, the warlockemporium.com. I apologize, and we'll slip there. Uh, Jerry Dennis, thank you so much for being on the program. Uh, Vice Commander Warlock Rick Kohlmeyer, thank you so much for being here, brother. It was good talking to you again. Thank you for having me on again. And until next time, gents. Hail Satan. Hail Satan. Hail Satan. Hail Satan. Hail Satan. Hail Satan. And I mean, get the hail Satan, goddammit. Veteran Suicide Hotline. Phone number is 1-800-273-8255. 1-800-273-TALK. And as soon as you dial that, you press number 1. Also, you can text to 838 255 for more inf- information, but it is just as effective as chat. Support is free, confidential, and available 24-7. It is available to all servicemen and women, active and inactive, guard or to reserve, and available to veterans, family members as well. <laughs>